This is Lovey Dummies. I'm David. And I'm Perlan. Thanks for joining us. Christians are supposed to be in this world, but not of it. How do we keep the balance of being physically present, but not compromising our values? On this episode, we talk to Ben about his take on Christianity as someone going into church planting full-time. Let's have a chat with him. Welcome to the show. Hi, Pearl. Thanks for having me. Hello. Hey, Dave. Okay, Ben. So would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah. Uh, my name is Ben. Uh, I've been in Osaka for a couple years now. been in Japan for about five years. I'm from America and uh, recently finished teaching. Going to be starting uh, church planting uh, fundraising pretty soon. Wow. Cool. All right. So to start our interview, we usually do a, a random question. So... Your random question is, Okay. if your life is a music genre, what genre are you? Oh, man. <laughs> I hate these questions. I always, I always think a long time about the answer. This is the pause that okay. we were waiting for. <laughs> uh, gosh. Um, yeah. You know, I'm not very complicated. So. Folk music? Yeah, um, I, I think I have to say like acapella just because I did acapella. Okay. You wow. Know? And um, you know, it, it's it's got some old. There's some old acapella. You know, traditionally humans didn't have instruments mm-hmm. in like ancient ancient of times. <laughs> True. And uh, and yet now it's it's rising in popularity. So it's it's you know historical mm. and yet modern. And uh, yeah, you can do a lot with it. Pentatonics, okay. something like that. Sure, pentatonics. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bentatonics. <laughs> Bentatonics. <laughs> That's even better. Okay, so let's start our discussion now. Uh, first question is, um, what's your personal definition of a Christian? Oh, man. Um, a Christian... Uh, I guess there's cert- So someone who believes the gospel, I would say. Mm-hmm. The gospel of uh, there's a God, one God... Um, who and there's Jesus, mm-hmm. who's the Son of God, who was a human, and uh, died. Uh, and then there was human. <laughs> and then there was humans who uh, failed to. I guess we, we broke our relationship with God. We had a good relationship with God, and then it broke because of us, our fault, and uh, and our sin. And then Jesus came as a human to uh, die in our place um, for that sin, mm-hmm. and then uh, rose from the dead, and then. Uh, those people who believe in him, mm-hmm. trust him, uh, are then, I guess, Christians, you would say. They believe the story about Jesus, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and uh, they're Christians. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so as someone who's going into full-time ministry and, you know, missionary work, things like that, you're going to be uh, you're gonna be working with a lot of non-Christians. So yes. do you have any particular, like, strategies for relating to... Uh, people who don't believe the same things that you mm. you do. Yes. Oh man. Well, even among Christians, it's a lot of people who don't believe the same things I do. Um, <laughs> yes, very true. Yeah. <laughs> um, strategies. Yeah. Uh, do Do you mean like in 
like a conversation where there's specifically there's differences of belief or just like like how do you approach them for example like how do you uh, approach a conversation with them how do you start a conversation are you the friendly type or the preachy type or you know well most conversations like don't necessarily aren't necessarily like evangelistic in nature right they're just like so i'm I'm, my my co-workers there's Mm -hmm. a lot of my co-workers who aren't christian um, and most of our conversations are about like work or something, right? Mm-hmm. And those, there's no need for me to be like, uh, and, and just give a whole theology about work, <laughs> you know, like okay. that's not going to make sense to people. Sure. Um, and it's also not really called for mm. when we're trying to get something done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, well then how, yeah. how would you approach that conversation then about spiritual things and about God and yeah. Uh, I, I try to think of like if there's a like a like a social setting where those kinds of conversations can happen, so people aren't completely taken off guard. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. We talk about like third spaces, um, which are like like homes or uh, restaurants or bars or uh, public places. <clears throat> so like not uh, not the place where you guys normally meet. So like if it's my coworker, so not the workplace. Mm-hmm. And then uh, not the church building or mm. something, but a third space okay. is usually a place where you can have like more of those conversations. Say, something like, that's setting. more, yeah. um, maybe a little bit more genial, I guess. Yeah, and, and it's not. It's like no longer surprising that your conversation is neither about work nor about like I don't know, like small talk or something. It can go deeper. Sure. I see. I see. Okay, <clears throat> so our third question is. Um, how do you keep the balance between being immersed into the world or like the secular society, as we say, and still be a potent agent of God? Like, how do you not lose your saltiness? <laughs> if that makes sense to non-Christians listening to us right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, not lose your, your potentness. Not lose your <laughs> saltiness. Um, <laughs> the balance. Yeah. I guess, yeah, I got the, like, a large part of where, so, so, so for me, being Christian, a lot of it just means, like, my relationship with God, um, is, like, the, the driving force for the rest of my life, um, my relationship with God affects the way that I think about things, the way that I approach, for example, if we're going to continue thinking about work, um, it affects the way that I approach my work, um, it affects the way I pro- approach my relationships, um, and uh and so like for me i'm 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 not particularly morning oriented but it's still important for me to wake up uh and meditate uh, mm-hmm. on the bible because mm-hmm. i believe like god speaks to us through the bible mm-hmm. so spending some time with god just me and god not having to think about anything else uh is a way for like me to just kind of personally renew mm-hmm. and then that kind of relationship that whatever i've been talking with god about becomes sort of a driving force for the day okay um so like meditation and yeah, reading the Bible. Reading, study, yeah, the Bible. Um, yeah, those become sort of like your energy, your outward mm. energy. Mm. Um, I tend to be pretty hesitant. Um, and sort of that's sort of a, a, a fault of mine. Mm. I'm a little bit hesitant about approaching uh, people with maybe things they don't want to hear. Oh. Um, so typically, yeah, typically that I need more courage usually to, mm-hmm. to kind of break the ice with people about about difficult things. For example. Example of difficult things. <laughs> uh, difficult things to talk about. Yeah, like, um, 
like even even something like inviting people to church you mm. know okay like i it's it's definitely a good a lot of people like aren't necessarily uh familiar with church here most people mm-hmm. are thinking about if they hear the word church they think of like a wedding place mm-hmm. um they think that oh that has to be very formal or something like that and uh so for me i don't want to be associated with that i might not want to have to explain to someone mm. that it's different or anything like mm. that so i just don't even bring it up um but then the other day uh i was i was hanging out at my friend's common area in like the apartment building where they live they have a common area and then his next door neighbor came down and uh i don't know i just i just invited her to church because it seemed like the thing to do we were just kind of having a good conversation i was like hey like i sometimes i play in this band at church and you know if you want to come um you can talk to dan <laughs> my coworker. yeah so i was like see. talk to him about it yeah uh have you ever felt pressured by the secular society to kind of like give in or something like that like the pressures of secular society if that makes sense yeah, are you thinking like on like an ethical level mm-hmm. or like a like a worldview level? Or? Yes, yes, yes. In, in like in whatever sense <laughs> you have been pressured at some point. Uh, yeah, I feel like a lot of pressure in general. I don't know, like. Well, the worldview thing that you said. What do yeah. you mean by worldview? Uh, yeah, worldview is. I guess it's like a comprehensive kind of hope, hopefully integrated way that you kind of look at the world. It's your, like the mm-hmm. set of your assumptions about how the world's supposed to work. Mm-hmm. Most people don't think about this, but like, what is good? What's a good thing? Mm. Like in some cultures, um, you know, respecting your parents is like a very, very, very high value. Mm-hmm. And in other cultures, it's not such a high value. Mm. And in other, you know, in certain cultures, you know, the idea of God, respecting God is extremely important. In other cultures, it's no longer that important. Mm-hmm. And so like the sum total of all of your sort of assumptions about how the world works is your worldview. Um, yeah, I, I I think it's yeah it's it's easy for me to internalize um, these kinds of pressures like mm. uh, the idea that my work kind of is is a part of my like value mm-hmm. that like if I do like more interesting or you know work with a certain social cachet like programming mm-hmm. or um, humanitarian work or if I work in the financial sector or something like that like money status. You know that this narrative that says that like if you have that kind of work then you're like a more important or better person right, it's yeah. easy for me to internalize that and feel kind of bad like oh and that's actually why i didn't want to go into full-time ministry hmm. initially full-time church work because i thought like oh like it's probably better for me to use my my abilities elsewhere because i can hmm. do a little bit of programming and stuff like that and right and i thought oh, i'll just do like kind of church work on the side while i do this like other like kind of cooler work because I thought, you know, <laughs> and then I won't have to say oh, I do church work. You know, it's embarrassing. <laughs> and so it's easy for me to kind of internalize this narrative from mm. the outside. Um, it, it's I guess number one is you have to like, you have to be aware that it even exists. Right. You know, if you don't know that there's this external worldview, mm-hmm. think telling you, oh, you have to believe this. You know, how did you get past it? Uh, yeah. Part of it was just seeing the guys at church, like the leaders, um, mm. Seth and and Jay, just like they do really good work they work mm-hmm. really yeah. hard um mm. what they do is not in any way inferior um mm. to to the quality of work that you know people do in other industries um i don't know if i want to call it ministry of industry but in other <laughs> in other sectors of uh of vocations or just other work yeah they they do really good high quality work and that was sort of one of the the main things that kind of made me realize oh this is actually really valuable mm. and this is something that you know 
it's important for a few people to to sink a lot of time into mm-hmm. as opposed to like me just sinking a few hours here and there during the week sure is there is there any point where you feel like you have to cut somebody off because oh. of maybe the things that they believe or the right the that's very that common do. now isn't it yeah, for you me. mean like in the, in the Christian community or uh, no, uh, just in general, uh, where people, like it's kind of like the the I can't even kind of I right? can't like, even believe what like, you like, are doing. If you if you can say something like X Y and Z, then I no longer have the desire to relate to you on any level. Mm. That kind of like I'm gonna yeah, I, people just shut down on each other. Um, well, you just get labeled, and then all of a sudden you're. An outcast. Or sure, something. yeah, you get lumped into a certain kind of group, and and then yeah. Like, so, do you feel like there's ever any point with like one particular person that you're, um, you know, in like a friendship or something like that, where you feel like, you know, maybe it's not such a good idea for me to be hanging out with this person because of what they what they're believing or what, the, what things they're doing or, or yeah, yeah, lifestyle, everything. Um. I don't know. If, I don't know if there's a biblical case for that. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, like our time is very limited, so hmm. even if even if you don't make a conscious choice to not hang out with someone, hmm. the the priorities that you do have may kind of squeeze out some people. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, but for people who are thinking like, oh, I I just can't actually deal with this person right now. Maybe I mean, there's definitely some some level of wisdom in taking time and backing up a little bit and thinking kind of thinking about your side Mm -hmm. of it as well too Mm -hmm. like why am i so incapable of like having a conversation (laughs) with this person and what's wrong with me (laughs) well you know because you can really only control yourself you can't control the other person so if there is anything that you can control about yourself Mm -hmm. and i want to say like you know like obviously the other person could be like 95 percent crazy or something and Mm -hmm. you you might like be supplying five percent of the crazy but you can always take responsibility for your five percent um and yeah but yeah they're Man, I don't know. Is there is there any kind of situation where that happened? Just to no longer... I don't think there's any situation where I would be like, no, I no longer want to ever talk to you. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think God has ever done it to us. Right, sure. yeah. Like, the model that he shows us is that he's always willing to right. to speak about something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't think I would ever completely shut one off. So, okay, this is something like math, like a math question. How do you oh, think? Good. How much? Do, how much do you think you? What is the ratio of your of the time you spend with Christian, your Christian community or Christian people, versus non-Christian people? Because you know, as a missionary, as a uh, church planner, it's like, you know, we want to see what it looks like in reality. Yeah, uh, I, I think the ideal would be. Mm, you want to keep your your life kind of surrounded because because what does it say like you Jesus sent us into the world yes he's very intentionally he says like I put you in the world mm-hmm. and you're a different kind of substance mm-hmm. you're a different kind of being you're not like a worldly being necessarily anymore mm-hmm. but you're still in that middle of it and yes. like that's very intentional there's a reason that like when we get saved we don't just get called to heaven immediately mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. like we get I always wonder that like you know <laughs> if God just wants us to be with him like why doesn't you know 
why don't why don't you just like bring me to heaven, God? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, I'm saved, so let's go. But he has a very specific go purpose, home. right? He's, yeah. he's sent us into mm. the world to to engage with people. So I think I think it's like Tim Keller. This might be inaccurate, but I think Tim Keller says something like he he spends his time with his leaders and his obviously his family. Um, and his the leaders that he's kind of discipling mm. or working alongside or you know on a, on a leadership team with, and other than those people, uh, I don't think he spends any time with Christians regularly. Oh, the rest is all non-Christians. Hmm. So that he makes sure he's always thinking about like the people that they're reaching out to. Wow, mm-hmm. interesting. Um, so it would be pretty. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I want to put a number on it. Uh huh. Yeah. If. Yeah. I, I feel like I always want to be trying to spend more time with non-Christians. That mm-hmm. t- tends to be my side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that I, I I will gravitate toward hanging out with Christians. Mm-hmm. And so I need to put a little bit more bias toward hanging out with non-Christians into mm-hmm. my schedule. But maybe there's some people who are the opposite. Right, right. And then they would need to think, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, the church that you attend and the people that have been mentoring you, is that how they've trained you? Like to be, you know, to always be out looking for those potential contacts and things like that. I mean, it's, I think in your, in your case, a lot of it has been like in the workplace, yeah. know, talking with workmates and stuff yeah. like that. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, we definitely put a priority. I mean, it's built into our small groups even. So uh-huh. everyone theoretically uh, should feel this kind of value. Hmm. We say it's one of our values, I think is relentless evangelism. Hmm. And, uh, while you can evangelize Christians, what we're really referring to is, is spreading the gospel to people who haven't heard it before or haven't responded to it mm-hmm. yet. Um, so that requires a lot of intentional um, outgoingness. Yeah, so speaking of the, you know, the, the mentoring that you got from your church, sure. um, can you say definitively like when you received like a confirmation that you need to be doing full-time ministry? Yeah, um, I Seth Seth wanted to meet up with me. You know Seth. Um, yeah, the pastor at yeah. uh, one of the mustard seed churches. Churches, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Seth wanted to meet up with me, and so we got coffee, and he basically just sort of laid down. Uh, well, first he gave his opinion of me, which is actually very helpful hmm. because uh-huh. I had I you, you don't know unless someone tells you, right? Yeah, interesting. That's very interesting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He said, he said that, like, <clears throat> and he had said this before, but he said it more clearly this time, that he, he thought that full-time ministry was something I, I could do, mm-hmm. that it was something that I was capable of doing, which I hadn't really thought about before. <clears throat> he said uh, that I had the character and, uh, I guess, ability and... The tool set. Yeah, and it seemed that I fit well in the culture and stuff like that. So he, he sort of started by affirming that it was you know, for me and the work that God was doing in me and the gifts that God has given me. And then he basically said, like, very straightly that if I wanted to do, like, work with the church, that he, he was like, you should you should think about doing it 100%. Um, meaning, like, doing it all, like, choosing it as your vocation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hadn't really thought about it before because no one had really posed the question to me before. Right. But in that moment, I just, like, started thinking about it. And I was like... Like, yeah, like, why not? <laughs> like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Seems like the right thing to do. Because, like, I, know I, haven't, I, was, I was a student at the time studying Japanese. Right. And, um, and obviously I wasn't going to be a student forever. 
I had been teach. I had taught for a couple of years Eikaiwa English conversation stuff um, up north, not in Osaka, but a different part of Japan, for a couple of years, and I knew I didn't want to do that.、Mm-hmm. Um, what I ended up doing for the past year, I've been teaching at a middle school and a couple of elementary schools. Right. And the reason I'm not continuing that is because I was very, very done with that <laughs> like, by the end of it. I was like, yeah, I'm not doing the continuous. So like, just vocationally, I am thinking to myself, what am I going to do in the future?、Mm. Am I going to am I going to join a company? Am I going to、mm. you know a Japanese company,、um, and and do programming or something?、Mm. Um, while reaching out to people in the workplace,、um, so is that what full time ministry replaced? That plan, in my、or? mind, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it was a plan as much as just like a like a default kind of、mm. like I had a default kind of non plan. Like,、uh, well, I guess I guess this I can、work. always do this. Yeah, this this might work, you know. And、sure. uh, and what Seth kind of maybe realized in that moment was like church planting is not easy. And、mm. it requires time and energy that it's it a huge ju- time commitment. Justifies, yeah, it justifies full time, like a full time commitment, a full time job. Right.、Um, and the second thing is that I was able to do it. And those two things together made me realize that I, that God was calling me to do it.、Mm. That was sort of、mm. the turning point. Wow, that's really interesting.、Yeah. All right, Ben.、Um, we know that you're going into full time ministry, so、yeah. you're raising. Support right now.、Yes. Is there a link that people can go to if they want to support you? Yeah.、Um, uh, if you really would like to support、uh, the work that we do in Japan,、um, you can go to mustardseed.network、mm-hmm. uh, and then it's easy just navigate to donate. And then I'm in Osaka.、Okay. So you go to Osaka and、uh, yeah, designate my name. Find Ben. Yeah, find me. <laughs> it's just a little form and you designate Benjamin Shimomura. Okay. On the drop down, so I'm I'm listed. All right, cool. Well, we'll put that in the show notes for people so they can find it. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks, man. It was fun. <laughs> thanks, guys. Yeah, appreciate it. All right, that was Ben. Now it's time for our commentary. What、okay. do you got for us, Pearl?、Uh, why do you go first? Me. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I was actually talking to to Ben、um, after this interview, and the topic that we kind of talked about was just the the styles of reaching out to non Christians.、Uh, there's two distinct styles, and、um, I guess the reason that we were talking about it is just because I feel like we both have the same kind of style, Ben and I, which、uh, the two different. Styles that there are. One is like the traveling preacher, where you kind of go into a, a community. Like a traveling preacher. <laughs> <laughs> you go into a place.、Um, you preach the message. You know, spread the gospel, something like that. You throw、mm. seeds out, and then you're gone. It could be like one or two weeks, or, or something like that. So what、um, happens to the seed that falls on the rocky ground? <laughs> <laughs> right. The idea behind that is. You know, sort of the advantage of that approach is that you can be more bold in、mm. the way that you you give yes, the message. Very、right? direct.、Mm. Um, the drawback is you have a little less opportunity, I think, to to nurture the seed yeah, that you throw、up. out. Yeah. Right.、Um, and then the second approach is is sort of the opposite, where it's it's more the friendly neighbor, which is you know you plant yourself in a community.、Mm. And the people around you,、um, you get to know them,、mm. and 
you build some sense of trust and your your evangelism isn't so much like like explicitly preaching to mm. people it's more living life living with it. yeah yeah it's it's basically like the gospel is present in your life and in your actions and and people can see it that way hmm. and so that's um what we were talking about is just sort of you know both of us sort of have that approach where it's it's not so much explicit talking about the gospel or talking about God and, and spiritual things necessarily, mm-hmm. uh, but more just the way that we live our lives and, and how we uh, interact with people. Hmm. That's how they can sort of see um, God at work. Wow. That's that's very interesting. What is, uh, one is something like a, uh, what, what the hit and run style. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe to wait. Yeah, you could say that. And the other one is like the never-ending kind of like you don't really know whether they're eventually gonna go to church or not, or whether they're gonna be Christians or not. But you're just there, like a salt, and mm-hmm. then pretty right. much like once you're gone, that's the time where <laughs> when they're gonna tell the difference. It's like oh my gosh, something's missing, mm. something like that. Yeah, or just I think you know the there's the short game and then there's the long game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're just giving them different names yeah. at this sure. point. Sure. What about you, Pearl? Um, I've been you know I've been thinking about how we can approach evangelism when like in the context of uh. For example, we're in a committed relationship or when we're married, how can we reach out people of the opposite sex? Mm. Since, you know, uh, we should maintain healthy boundaries and things like that. And a lot of churches uh, advise us um, to actually have men discipling men, especially Mm -hmm. in their small groups and then vice versa, which I think has a lot of wisdom in it. Sure. And so I've been thinking about that and praying what's the best way because, um, of course, we're not exclusively, you know, we can't be selective in the people we minister to. Mm-hmm. And what, what God put in my mind was something that, you know, I, I've never thought of before. So, for example, you're a married man in a secular world mm-hmm. and all your company employees uh, the people in your company or in your workplace are unbelievers mm-hmm. and they know full well that you're married or you're in a committed relationship and you know you you maintain healthy va- boundaries with them you're not flirting with them mm-hmm. or if they're flirting with you you're not responding right and so they can see your integrity they can see your loyalty mm-hmm. and they can begin to wonder why is this person not giving into this, you know? It's like, what's wrong with this person? They're they're probably going to think, what's wrong with you? Right. <laughs> yeah, but the bottom line is we are creating an impact mm-hmm. without them realizing it that like at that point yeah. what we're actually doing, but I always believe that actions speak louder than words. Mm-hmm. So, 
I feel like, you know, we're not as eloquent as Jesus Christ when he was on earth. We can never be like that, speaking in parables and mysterious languages. You know what I mean? But then the people would wonder, it's like, where did this guy got his authority? Mm. And so I feel like since, you know, we're copying that example, they would see like, why is this guy so, or this girl so dignified like this? Or his work ethics are like this mm. but then his character is like amazing like you know pretty much like daniel in the bible times they couldn't find he was blameless right, right. they couldn't find anything wrong with him yeah. <laughs> so i feel like that's a very powerful testimony in itself and we don't have to you know be friendly or you know uh anything like that uh to the opposite sex, but the way we maintain our modesty, our politeness, or our kindness in a very, you know, in a very godly manner mm-hmm. would speak volumes. So it's it feels like, wow, I've been preached at right now. It's like I've been convicted, <laughs> you know, something like that. And so I feel like that's how the Holy Spirit can work, and that's how they can begin to wonder, and then maybe they investigate in your life and they find out oh that's why because uh jesus christ is like you know um is so uh protective of the bride or something like that and so that's a very powerful message that we can bring just by having the the mindset of christ the attitude of christ and we can be an example in our workplace living it out This is a Creative Commons podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Lovey Dummies. And if you have any similar experiences or some totally unrelated stories, you can share it with us. Our email is lovenotes at loveydummies.com. Or you can fill out the anonymous contact form on our home on the web, loveydummies.com. Thank you.